This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And uh, uh, welcome to the show. This is The Soul's Journey, and I I endeavor to uh, explain uh, some stuff and junk about what's actually happening uh, here on Earth from the perspective of um, the different beings that I work with and what I've learned uh, from my travels doing metaphysical work uh, in and out of the body and all these kinds of things and uh, traveling across time and learning about what we typically call past lives that I that I will call the soul's other lives or or uh, other lives associated with the soul. So trying to put that all together with astrology and uh, give you some insights into different ways to look at things that ideally, you know, maybe – uh, the intention is that these different ways of looking at things may uh, open up new possibilities, uh, new possibilities for you in a grounded, realistic way to understand life, to understand what happens to you, why it does, and to uh, be able to come out of the uh, you know absurd cycles of uh, karmic beliefs that we can use to keep ourselves in pain and confusion and not doing what we really came here to do. So anyway, that's kind of a weird little preamble, but that's uh, setting up the show here because I have a couple of um, uh, listener questions and also some comments. This week I received a couple of um, – maybe with, say within the last 10 days I've received um, a, a few comments, and, and I, I responded to one, but I didn't to others, and I just want to answer questions and do that that kind of thing. And then and then on Facebook tonight, uh, somebody else did post a, a kind of an, a, a metaphysical astrology chakra energy consciousness question which i definitely want to dive into um so first i want to tell you that um uh there are now on my site on the crystals page there are i think 15 uh pieces that are available and these are charged with the frequency of ascended master jehudi as well as archangel metatron jehudi is also known as uh thoth and saint germain and merlin and these are for grounding and actually this question that mary uh in sydney australia posted uh, I don't know, maybe an hour or two ago on Facebook, is about grounding. Somebody explaining that, uh, explaining uh, something more about these crystals and how to use them. I'm really, I'm really excited. About 30 have found homes in the last maybe couple months around the world. And uh, on the crystals sold page, like if you go to my site and the crystals page, at the bottom is a link to see those that have been. Uh, found homes, I think is what it says, something like that. And there's a, there's a map that has a little dot, a little, uh, you know, uh, dealio thingy, uh, a little arrow or whatever, a push pin or something, uh, in all the places where crystals have found, uh, their way to all over the world, three continents. Well, I guess that's not really all over the world, but quite a lot of places. Uh, so you can go, uh, see that too. And, um, so anyway, those are available. These are helping people uh, do what's called getting grounded and dealing with energies and emotions that might really shape their lives in difficult ways, you know, old pains, old emotional issues, old family issues, relationship stuff, sexuality, um, self-doubt, you know, making self-interested decisions, being independent, all these kinds of things that are the domain of the lower three chakras, one, two, and three. 
uh, the root sacral and then uh, uh, first and second respectively, and then the third chakra, which is the solar plexus and the belly. So I'm very inspired by the feedback that I get from people. And when I work with clients who have them, I hear the difference in their voices, the difference in their energy fields. I can feel the difference. And uh, a handful of coaching clients who have stones have almost stopped calling me, <laughs> uh, you know, or they've gone from a weekly session to every other week or every three weeks. And that makes me very happy. And it means that, I mean, I, you know, kind of start missing them, but, but it means that they feel more self-sufficient. It means that they're, they're better able to work through, you know, whatever has been blocking them or confusing them or what has been hurting. So I'm very inspired by that. And also a woman named Lynn in Pennsylvania sent me a, a, a a great uh, testimonial thingy and I posted it on the on the crystals page and you can read about that and how she's been using it to help with um, some of the emotional causes under the surface that have to do with Lyme disease uh, so maybe you know they're not specifically for any particular condition or disease but the emotions behind disease these crystals will help you so so letting you know that that I just posted about 10 new ones in the last couple of days uh, so about 15 available there and um, so that's the first announcement. Uh, the second one is if you're in Tucson or in this area, Tucson, Arizona is uh, w- uh, the place I call home right now. Uh, I'm doing an event, uh, an in-person event through my meetup group called Shift, which I don't even know if I've told you about because it's been dormant for a while. Um, and that's at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific at my home. And you can get directions if you join through Shift. And it's a self-healing workshop. So if you're in Tucson, come by for a self-healing workshop for two and a half hours. I'm going to teach you a particular set of meditative uh, techniques that will teach you to open your heart in a very conscious way and use heart energy to to move it around your body and to heal things. And I'm going to be doing energy work on each person uh, to help open up the channels to be able to do all these things I'm going to be teaching. So essentially everybody comes in with a different kind of energetic profile or, uh, you know, combination of open and closed or constricted or free-flowing chakras. Like, you know, person A comes in and one, two, and three are fine, but four is kind of stuck, five is kind of rusty. You know, another person comes in and one is great, two is terrible, three is great, four is hard, you know. And I'm going to be opening things up uh doing the little energy work magic that I do with uh, Metatron and Jehudi to, um, to help open that stuff up. So I'm going to teach you this technique and also enable you to, to use it uh, and overcome some blocks. T- terribly excited about that. It's open for a small group of people. If you can look up on Meetup in Tucson, Shift, S-H-I-F-T, Shift. So those are my announcements. Um, let me get to uh, some questions, some listener questions and comments. Um, first of all, let me say that you can email me a question or you can – uh, message me through uh, Contact Talk, Talk Radio. That uh, you know, if you're a member of that of that site, or you can do it through Facebook. My Facebook page is uh, Evolutionary Astrology and Channeling with Tom Jacobs, or you can email me at tom at tdjacobs.com. Let's say you have one little question. Maybe maybe it's kind of like a tutoring question, but you know it will take three minutes to answer, and you don't want to have a whole thing. Send me a question. I'm happy to to answer it. Perhaps not right away. Perhaps uh, sometimes I save up questions to answer, but I'm happy to do that. It could be about meditation and channeling, Ascended Masters. It could be about um, uh, crystals and consciousness. It could be about the earth. It could be about something you want to know from Jehudi, but you know it's a brief answer and don't want to have a session. Feel free to send me a question. I'm happy to answer, and that's kind of what some of the content of, uh, of today's show is about. So first I want to say that uh, I want to thank everybody who sends me comments. And if you do and I don't answer, don't take it personally. It's really about changing gears 
within a given week and all the different uh, hats that I wear to do this work uh, and all the things I, I manage uh, on, on my own here. So uh, if I don't respond, it's because I'm – it's highly likely because I'm not emailing very much. Uh, or because I'm um, reading your email, but I'm unable to kind of get into response mode and kind of consider things and, and get out of the channeling space or something like that. So don't take it personally. Uh, so, for example, tonight I'm going to uh, uh, answer a question and, and comment on a, on a wonderful email I did receive this week, but I didn't write back. You know, so so you know, just uh, be aware that eventually you'll get an answer one way or another. Um, first, I want to I want to thank Julie for writing me. Julie wrote me after the show where I talked about eating meat, and my response was I would I, I think it was about twenty percent snippy, and so I want to apologize, <laughs> Julie. I want to apologize to you, and also I do want to I did thank her in um in, in the in the the response through Facebook, but um but I want to explain why I was a little snippy, and I think it will be helpful to those of you. Uh, who listen to the show, who who have certain maybe expectations or, or preconceived ideas about what it means to be spiritual, and then you hear me talking about eating meat and, and eating it raw. And, and that is something that ha- is actually a part of my spiritual path because well, – anyway, I want to explain myself. I want to explain some of those experiences because um, I think it, it's a great follow-up for um, – I think it will help Julie understand where I'm coming from and also the rest of you because it's a great follow-up for when I was talking about – uh, meat eating, and 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 here you are listening to Contact Talk Radio, a network full of spiritual people, and you know maybe you've been taught that to truly be spiritual or to be able to be a compassionate being, that you need to be a vegetarian, and and that that's the sense I got from um from what Julie had written in her in her um, note to me, and um and actually that's one way to look at it, but as I've been um kind of like taken to school by Jehudi for, I don't know, seven or eight years, like quite a long time, if I don't know how to do math right now, but it's been, it seems like it's been forever. Um, you know, I've learned more about the soul journey of all the different kinds of beings who are on the planet, the soul's journeys, and um, and learned a lot about the kinds of contracts we have with each other and the kinds of things that that souls, which all animals do possess, but you have to have a certain kind of awareness of what a soul is, what it's for, what it does, and what it means in order to really grasp that. Because, But anyway, uh, I've been kind of taken to school. I've been kind of um, schooled <laughs> in a lot of different things about uh, the, the purpose of, of animal life on this planet, including, including the purpose of human life, because we are animals as well. So, so, you know, one of the things I said in the email was, you know, it, it, it's not it might not be accurate or it isn't accurate um, for Julie to assume that I can't be compassionate because I, I eat animals. Um, and when we have a certain kind of understanding, and this is, this is actually all spelled out in um, uh, Approaching Love because there's a chapter on our relationships with animals as pets and food. It talks about the soul journey of the soul's journeys of different kinds of animals that fit in those two categories. Um, and that's a channel book from Jehudi. That's the first of the five channel books. And that's available on Kindle and Amazon and through my site, tdjacobs.com. And uh, it's available as a single volume as well as in Jehudi Speaks, the first four volumes collected. And I actually recommend you get that latter volume. It's like um, the price of two books, but you're getting four in one volume, and it's, and it's powerful to have them all together. Um, but there is, a, there is a different perspective when we look at what the souls are doing here, it's not a um, Buddhist perspective that says do no harm. That's a that's a philosophy. That's a religious perspective. And that's not what I'm working with. Um, 
where uh, and the, the the backstory that I that I want to tell you that I, I don't think I've ever talked about this on the show. I don't think there was ever a reason to talk about this. Um, but the reason that I think I got a little snippy with my response to her uh, was because um, in my early twenties, graduated college, and I didn't want to work in an office. I knew that. And I kind of felt that it was going to have to happen eventually, so I was trying to put it off. And I, I you know, painted a house for my stepdad, and I uh, did little odd jobs and did a couple things, and then I started working in kitchens. And um, actually, I started working for a banquet uh, banquet staff at a, at a hotel where I lived. So basically dragging and s- around tables, setting them up, dressing them, do all, doing all the like things to set up for buffets and banquets and all kinds of receptions and business meetings and all kinds of things. So I was, a, you know, I wore a polo shirt and black pants and dragged tables around a hotel. And, um, and, and after maybe half a year of that, that got really old. I wanted to cook, but I wanted to play with all the vegetables and fruits. So, so I got a part-time job doing cold prep is what it, what, what it's called and did that for a while. And then they wanted to train me on, us saute and everything else and and they started to do that and that was really great and i was at that place for i think um 13 or 14 months total and then i took a job doing full-time saute stuff at the nicest restaurant in this little town where i lived and um and so that was fine i was getting into it and i could see actually doing cooking for a long time i could see it at this point and i wasn't having this fear of being trapped in an office with fluorescent lights you know and windows that don't open that was my fear those two things i knew that those things would make me a very uh terrible person that i would feel like a horrible i would just be nasty and cranky all the time and i wouldn't be happy if i were trapped in a cubicle or in an office so so anyway so i I worked at this other place for a few months and did and did saute stuff and i really learned a lot that's where i learned uh the knife skills that i have that's where i learned how to communicate in a kitchen and how to like you know mise en place like set everything up when you need it and like do all the prep stuff and kind of think like a cook and i learned how to do that um and in the process of those two first jobs over the first like a year and a half of doing of doing um cooking stuff i did have a sensitivity to uh, i'm just going to say this animal carcasses i had a sensitivity i could and i was kind of creeped out I, I didn't like working with them i didn't i wanted to like make desserts and salads and make things pretty i wanted to spend a whole day cutting mushrooms and peeling fruit and making wonderful beautiful trays venus on the libra rising that's that's what i that's what i wanted to do um and then in that in that process, I actually moved to um, to Boston and got a job in a kitchen. And it was there that they and I got the job doing cold prep and salad uh, salad prep and dessert prep. And it was an open kitchen on Charles Street near the Boston Commons. It was kind of a really nice restaurant. And I was kind of starting at the bottom, which I actually wanted to stay at the bottom because um, I loved making salad uh, the venus thing the venus and Libra thing on my ascendant that's what i wanted to do and they were very clear that they wanted all of their kitchen people to to know all of the stations so you had broil and saute and then uh this this cold station where i was like plating desserts creating salads all the stuff and it's an open kitchen so you're watching people eat they're watching you make things it's very um it's very uh i can't remember the name of the the person but it's very um French philosopher, kind of weird. Everyone's looking at each other. Anyway, so, um, so I, uh, who was that? Who was that that talked about the gaze and the power of the look? Anyway, um, so at that place, and this is a place where I was there for, I think, five months or something. And there were all kinds of stupid politicky things that ended up making me leave. Well, were part of the reason why I left, but really, 
I was willing not to put up or I was no longer willing to put up with the politicking things. Basically, there were two business partners, the chef and the owner, and they were at each other's throats all the time. And you had to pick a side. And I, again, Libra Rising didn't really like that. But the reason I decided to stop putting up with it and being politic and navigating it was because I now had to start fabricating uh, little animals. Like, and I'm just going to say this. So if you don't like hearing about this, turn the radio off. You have four seconds. <laughs> um, but here is a salmon. These are the cuts to make the fillets. This is how you fabricate. Fabricate is like taking it apart to fabricate, to create the portions. So this is how you do that. And I would, they would, they wanted me to do that with ducks and, um, salmon and rabbits. They're all skinned except the salmon. And I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. Like I was like not scared. I was like – I felt like soul sick. I felt like dread. I can feel it rising in my throat right now. I couldn't deal with it. And so for a couple of years – so I left. I quit. In a couple of years, I was a vegetarian. And then you know, fast forward a few more years and I met people who were eating – and then I went back to eating meat. But it was cooked and it was not high quality. It was not organic, not grass-fed, um, not like free-range. you know. And, uh, <laughs> and then uh, fast forward, which I think I have talked about – actually, dot, dot, dot. Uh, now I'm going to take the first break. This is A Soul's Journey. I'm Tom Jacobs. Stick with me. I'll be right back. wondered what your soul is? How about how to create a meaningful life to make the most of your time on earth? In the important new channeled book, Conscious Living, Conscious Dying, Ascended Master Jehudi, aka Thoth and Saint Germain, explains soul, life and death to support you in living a meaningful life now. It opens with a description of soul and how it informs and experiences your human life. Creating a meaningful life and an in-depth exploration of death follow, making this a must-have for all humans. Conscious Living, Conscious Dying provides a roadmap for making peace with the reality of life and the fact of death to free you to make the most of your time on Earth. Get your copy of Conscious Living, Conscious Dying now on Amazon, Kindle, or at tdjacobs.com. Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book, Jehudi Speaks, offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com.
Welcome back to the Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs, and I'm giving you the backstory on the whole deal with the eating eating meat things, and uh, um, and how it fits into what I perceive as uh, what I understand very clearly is is my path as a person and a you know somebody who's who's doing you know metaphysical things and 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 working on consciousness. Um, and so fast forwarding fast forward after leaving cooking and and uh, lived out my time in in Boston doing uh well, doing office work. <laughs> but then I moved to, to Los Angeles after I'd been there for six years and, um, and uh, lived in L.A. and fell in with some people through a girlfriend who um, they were eating raw primal, which is the eating the raw meat and raw dairy and kind of – and doing that to, to, to be healthy, to be radiant, to – you know, everything's grass-fed grass organic and, and all these things. And everything's very high quality and they're very picky about it, like the most fastidious people you've ever met about the quality of food, the vibration of food. Because as soon as you start eating raw primal, you start vibrating differently. And it's, it's something that I've been working with for a number of years. Um, uh, but anyway – when I ate me for the first time, that my body woke up. Something instinctive within me woke up. Now, years, you know, years before that, when I left cooking because I couldn't fabricate, you know, the animal carcasses into eatable food. Uh, when I when I couldn't do that, I'd actually watch this guy who was assigned to train me. I kept putting it off, and he was finally like, "You can't, you can't put it off anymore." <laughs> I was just dreading it, but I would watch him do it and be like, "Oh my god, there are people." who can do this and who should be working here. I'm obviously not one of them because, you know, he was able to do it, you know, um, you know, in a, in a, in an artful way, he was able to do that. But anyway, so, um, so when I started eating raw primal, my, my life changed for the better. And I was talking to people and hanging out with people and, and dating and living with somebody who, um, had a profound respect for, you know what? You know, not to be too new age, but the cycle of life, and so I got a real exposure to this primal way of being that is not the Buddhist. You should be a vegetarian thing. Now, when I am a vegetarian, because it comes and goes, I- I'm not unhappy, but my body, after a while, after a few weeks, says, "Okay, it's, we've had a great break. Now it's time to go back to that." Like I did a vipassana retreat, which uh, it's a ten day silent retreat, and uh, you eat vegetarian while you're there, and uh, and that was fine. My my body was fine for that. It was a break. It was a rest for ten days, and then after that, my body said, "Please go back to your your normal ways of doing it." But anyway, it is not. In fact, from the soul's perspective, from goddess and God's perspective as soul, it is not anti-spiritual or, or it is not impossible to live a compassionate life if you eat animals. If you really understand the purpose of life on earth – from the perspective of all these ascended masters in this one I'm channeling, and now we have five books from him that you can check out. Um, if you're willing to open up to this alternate perspective and, frankly, grow beyond Buddhism, then I don't put anything about Buddhism down, but it is one approach. It's a philosophical approach. No particular religion is the absolute truth. I'm just telling you that right now, and if that turns you off, you can turn the radio off. That's fine. You can t- shut your computer down. But religions are philosophical perspectives to attempt to deliver the truth to, to us. So I am working with something that looks like a religious model, This all this stuff from Jehudi, but it vibrates as more true than any religious thing that I've ever come across. And people who read the channel books and hear the channel material vibrate to it. They resonate with it beyond something sounds good or I think that feels right. 
it's kind of like this feels true. So I'm inviting you to check out the channel books is what I'm getting at um, so that you can get some exposure to that. And actually in the archives of this podcast on iTunes, you can look up and I, I believe it was um, – Oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking because it's like I've been on the air about a year and a half. But go back to uh, look for the Scorpio Full Moon Channel event. And I did channel Jehudi for you on the air. You can go back and hear that. So you can get a taste of, of his vibration and, and what he's doing. Um, and it was a thing for um, – maybe it was a Taurus Full Moon doing Scorpio or whatever. But um, you, can, you can find that example there. That's for free. And there are also a couple of free downloads from my site on the media page, uh, by the way, of uh, channeled stuff that you can listen to as perspectives. Um, and I'm not trying to like proselytize you or like get you on my side or whatever. I'm just – I've been so deeply shaped by these other perspectives that um, – you know, that since I'm bringing them through, they're kind of new. <laughs> and um, anyway, so so it's not like they are they are very prevalent or very well known. So yet I'm working on it. Uh, give me a few give me a few weeks. Um, so anyway, so that whole thing about the meeting that's kind of where I'm coming from. And it's like I've been to the place where um, the you know holding an animal carcass and a huge knife terrified me, and I couldn't do it. And I was like existentially stopped in my tracks. I've been to the place where I avoided me because I was afraid and I was a vegetarian for a couple of years. I've been to the place where my body said, you need to eat raw beef, and I did it, and then my life changed radically for the better overnight. So I've been to all these places with the whole food thing, but the assumption that I can't be a compassionate being if I eat meat is 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 fully erroneous. And so, so again, Julie, thank you for writing. I really appreciate that. And I'm sorry if my response was, you know, a little put offish or a little 20% snippy. I just want you to understand that it's, it's not, it's uh it's not a misunderstanding on my part. It's a conscious choice that has to do with being grounded, embodied with understanding a certain perspective on the cycle of life and what animals are here to do. Again, approaching love is where to go. Approaching love or Jehudi speaks, which contains approaching love. Um, and so I don't have a problem eating that. Now, when, when because I'll, we all live on, according to cycles, and if we pay attention to our bodies, we're living according to cycles. So when my body says, don't eat it, I don't. But when it says eat it, I do. And I'm calmer, I'm happier, I'm more pleasant to be around. Um, my body's spending less energy digesting because things are less complex when food isn't cooked. And so I'm a much more wonderful person to be around when I am doing that. And, and I have used it for years to manage excess energy in my body because raw fat, whether it's avocado or raw dairy or animal fat, raw fat can absorb excess hormones. And um, I have a, a flight or fight, is that right? Fight or flight uh, response that's been out of whack for years, my whole life since I'm like four years old. And that's why you'll hear in a recent episode I was talking about getting acupuncture. That's where I'm focusing on that. And if you listen to, you know, podcast episodes from even, you know, you know, six weeks ago, but you know, five weeks ago before I started the acupuncture, you'll notice a difference in the energy coming through my voice. It's all about working on that. But anyway, I've used raw food to help manage that. So when I eat raw dairy, when I eat raw meat, including some some raw fat in there, um, everything's better. Everything's better, and so um, anyway, there's more going on sometimes than than uh, than our brains will tell us, or that religious traditions can offer us. So, so that's that. Um, and now, changing gears, uh, I I also received uh, an email from. Um, let me go back and look here from Teresa, and Teresa is the one I didn't respond to. She wrote me a, lo- a long note, and she was just thanking me for the show, and she had listened to the one. Um, 
I guess it was last week. She'd listen to the podcast, uh, just the stuff about the lens through which we see things, you know, conscious consciousness and, and, um, and, uh, so that was very nice. And she said some really nice things about the show. So Teresa, thank you for that. That was really, uh, that was really, that was really nice. And she also expressed a little concern that perhaps some of the, um, she's, she's very clear. She's trying not to project on me anything that, you know, maybe, you know, maybe happening for her, or maybe in her own mind or, you know, whatever in her own life. Uh, but not trying to project, but, but she was just wondering if perhaps some of the, you know, things I talked about with suddenly feeling like I'm left handed and the different, changes and all these things might actually indicate, you know, something that might be wrong with my actual brain. And I have to be honest with you, that crosses my mind, no pun intended, sometimes. Sometimes I get afraid that these changes indicate a problem. And um, and uh, I'm working on having faith and relaxing into the healing process because it's an expansion process that if I, I perceive that if I'm afraid of that this means something bad, then I'll create something bad. So I spend a lot of time focusing on grounding, which I'm going to talk about with Mary's question in a moment, and opening my heart and not so that, you know, I'm loving and kind and compassionate, but so that I can use heart energy to wash things in my body and to move out energies that can't match, excuse me, a higher or an elevating frequency. Like it's like a it's a technique in the 13 minute free MP3 meditation that I have linked from my homepage tdjacobs.com that you're welcome to go download. I recommend you do. Um, and it's a when you generate energy from your heart, you raise your vibration, and then you can say at certain points everything that can't match this higher frequency must leave. So anyway, it's a it's a process and a technique I encourage you to play with. But I do that, and now before I go to bed every night. I work on opening heart energy. Like I'm lying there trying to go to sleep and I do that for as long as I'm, you know, relaxing into sleep before my mind actually stops and I kind of conk out and lose consciousness in that wonderful way of sleeping. Um, but there is, uh, you know, I'm working actively on creating a positive field to, you know, counteract what my brain might produce, my you know, my mind with its to-do list and worries and all that stuff. So, so I appreciate the concern and, um, you know, I don't think anything's wrong. We'll find out. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll get my brain checked out at some point because it's, um, it's been such a wild ride with all these new phases and new things that are, that have happened with me in the last, you know, 10 or 11 years. Um, but thank you. Thank you, Teresa, for, for writing about that. Um, and then she did ask a question at the end. Two questions. One is, what astrology software do I recommend? You know, and I'm going to tell you that I use, uh, I get this question not infrequently, and I use um, uh, astro.com, the free thing on astro.com. Very occasionally there's a weird thing, like I recently did a reading for a client, a soundbite for a client who was born in Vietnam, and um, there was a a thing where I got the wrong ascendant. Like every astrologer she'd ever talked to, got an 18 Aquarius rising and I got a three Aquarius rising 15 degrees of, of a, of a rising sign is, is an hour. It's a degree, uh, for every four minutes. That's just a little handy fact. So anyway, so when I looked at that and she said that I knew that it was just an hour wrong. And so anyway, so, but I, and so that was something built into, you know, their software or a glitch in their, you know, in their, um, Atlas function within their, within their programming. But anyway, I use that because it does almost, it does everything but one thing that I need and want to do. And that's advance a chart like day, day by day. So otherwise I use solar fire for that. I, I rarely use solar fire, but I do that when I want to say, 
oh, you know, I want to get a visual on how fast Mars is moving or something like that, you know, and what it's going to touch in the next two weeks. So from the subscriber service where I, where I, um, create, you know, at this point, it's like about over 70 minutes of videos every month for, for subscribers to my site. Uh, I will use that as I do the videos to track how things are moving, what aspects are happening. But when I work with clients, I actually use Astro.com, their free software. So that's that question. The other thing is she says, I'm curious about who you studied with. Uh, am I a, th- a thelemite or belonging to a particular group or a self-taught or solo? Um, and essentially who I studied with. Astrology, I studied with Steve Forrest, Stephen Forrest, an evolutionary astrologer, one of the two people who um, – Developed a version of astrology that's called evolutionary astrology. And um, so I've been in his uh, apprenticeship program or training program for, I don't know, like nine years, almost ten years, nine and a half years. And um, and that's that's a semi-annual four-day workshops and I've been to like, I don't know, like ten or eleven or something in those nine years. Um, and so I have a level two, which is the highest certificate that you get from him. And so I have that. Um, but I'm mostly self-taught because as I, as I learned a lot of wonderful things from him, I have actually taken things a little further in some ways. And when I was hungering to do that is when I found the Ascended Master Jehudi. So I went from Steve Forrest as a teacher to Ascended Master Jehudi, who's Thoth and St. Germain. So kind of like, you know, from a great human teacher, uh, to a Ascended Master. So I feel very fortunate about that. Um, so it looks like I'm self-taught mostly, but uh, but it's actually quite a lot of instruction and tutoring by Jehudi over the years. Uh, and all that uh, info, by the way, all the way I do astrology and how that's been sh- – uh, what I learned through Steve's work and other people's work that I then kind of sh- was shaped by uh, working with the Ascended Master. That's all laid out in uh, The Soul's Journey 1, Astrology, Reincarnation, and Karma with the Medium and Channel. Sometimes I forget to mention it, but they're like 15 books. I've self-published 15 books in the last four and a half years. And what I also forget to mention is I, I'll say they're on Amazon and Kindle and through my site, but I forget to mention, in case you don't know, the Kindle and Amazon stuff, all the stores around the world, like uh, UK, Germany, France, Spain, Italy, Japan, India, Canada, Brazil, Mexico, Australia, all those stores carry my books too. So if you're in, you know, Australia and you can go to, you know, Australia's Amazon site and you can order any of my books through Kindle or Amazon. So, so that's something that I always forget to mention because I know there are people listening all over the world. And, you know, if, when I write on my blog post, oh, there's a new book available, you know, and somebody, you know, listening to this goes to my site, you don't get a link to the Brazil store. So I want, you know, so just go do a little extra work and look it up because they're, they're all available all over the world. All 15, uh, all 15, uh, titles. What a trip. Anyway. So, um, so yeah, so Teresa, thank you uh, for writing. Oh, as far as being part of a group, I'm not a part of any group. I'm, I'm not involved with the, the Thelemites. Like basically, um, basically like uh, Jehudi is like a tutor and now Metatron is like a tutor for me. It's a very different thing. And I'll be telling you more about that over the, over the coming months because it's uh, – especially next week actually because I've been sitting – I have a big announcement that I'm going to make next week about how my practice is kind of radically altering, radically changing for the better in an exciting way. Based on some recent inspiration that I've had, anyway, uh, dot 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 till next week. Um, but anyway, it's a result of hanging out with Metatron and just getting really clear on certain things that are very important. Metatron's very focused on the essentials and being efficient and clear about what's important. So, uh, so anyway, so I work with those two beings, and I do have um, some other guides that I work with periodically, and um, you know, and I spend a lot of time 
meditating on and feeling into, sensing into, and opening up to what vibrates highly. So I sometimes have other teachers that come in, other disembodied teachers that come in and help me out and show me things uh, from from time to time. But I'm not part of any groups or any particular tradition. Uh, there are people who who read the channel material from Jehudi and say, "Oh, I know that guy. I know you. I don't know where." So it's kind of like a little club. I think of it as a little club of like Jehudi people, and uh, like I can tell who they are. <laughs> you know, I can tell who they are, and they can tell who I am, and it's like this weird sense of. I know you, but I know we've never met. And so I do have a sense of being in a little bit of a, a club of people who have met Jehudi in some way or work with him or, or aligned with uh, his way of doing things. But there's no formal group. So, Teresa, thank you for, uh, thank you for, thank you for writing. And, um, now I want to uh, actually taking the second break now. Uh, stick with me. I'm Tom Jacobs on the Soul's Journey. I will be right back and then we'll get to Mary's question. wondered what your soul is? How about how to create a meaningful life to make the most of your time on earth? In the important new channeled book, Conscious Living, Conscious Dying, Ascended Master Jehudi, aka Thoth and Saint Germain, explains soul, life and death to support you in living a meaningful life now. It opens with a description of soul and how it informs and experiences your human life. Creating a meaningful life and an in-depth exploration of death follow, making this a must-have for all humans. Conscious Living, Conscious Dying provides a roadmap for making peace with the reality of life and the fact of death to free you to make the most of your time on Earth. Get your copy of Conscious Living, Conscious Dying now on Amazon, Kindle, or at tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is uh, your pal, Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And um, uh, tonight I'm talking about stuff and junk. Actually, I just had a uh, – I always love talking to Kira, my producer, Kira Jordan, uh, during the breaks. And so sometimes I actually forget why what I'm doing here. But um, um, oh, Mary's question. Mary in Australia right, uh, posted on Facebook. Um, uh, she asks, could you clarify how grounding to the earth helps – the Neptune slash Jupiter function become more available. The first sounds very chakras one two three ish, 
and the other more third eye. So Mary, you're exactly right. Now what she's talking about is that she's, she's, per, she's received, she's purchased one of these charged Tiger Iron crystals charged with the frequency of Jehudi and Metatron, which is, you know, kind of an evolutionary based, um, butt kicking, uh, thing that drives you down into your first three chakras. So you, so you deal with stored emotional stuff or energetic crap from this life or other lives so that your energetic foundation, chakras one, two, and three, specifically with the first as the root chakra, um, so that it gets cleaned up. And so I know just from other, you know, bits of snippets of email dialogues with Mary that she's, you know, she's being taken into those lower three chakras, as is everybody who's gotten the crystal. I don't want to pick on her. Um, but so, so in the, um, people who get the crystals get these two, uh, uh, channeled, MP3s. They're each about 25 minutes. The first one's posted on the crystals page on my site. And it's kind of a general thing. The second one goes into more, and it's from Jehudi. The second one's also Jehudi, recorded a day later, which goes into more detail about how to work with lower chakra issues. And one of the things, uh, and so that, that second one goes to everybody who is, buys or is given a crystal. So, um, so what she's really asking is something, she's commenting on something Jehudi talks about in these MP3s, which is how can cleaning up the first three chakras open up your intuition, which is a kind of basic function of tiger iron that you'll read about on other sites, not just mine, but you'll read about that. Because it's about intuition, uh, which is sixth chakra stuff, and that's the third eye, right? Uh, in the, the middle of your forehead or just above your, the space between your eyebrows. Uh, so how is it that these lower chakras are getting grounded really to intuition? And, and it's a fantastic question. And the deal is that, um, your sixth chakra can open without you being grounded, meaning without you being stable in your energy field, connected to your body. Let me give you a kind of roundabout definition of getting grounded. Uh, the way I do it is connecting to the earth. But what it means is you're in your body. You're not divorced from your body. You're not disconnected. You're not trying to avoid what's in your body. You're not, you know, uh, meditating on goodness and floating out of your body. You're not wishing you didn't have to have a body. You're in your body, aware of it, using it, working with it, listening to it. And when, when you do that, like that's something that a lot of people are afraid to do or don't know how to do, which is kind of why I'm busting my hump doing it doing all these different things to help you get grounded because when you do it, you are able to make decisions for yourself. You're able to be clear. You're able to understand what's right for you because your body resonates yes or no. Your body resonates open or closed or please, I would like that or uh, I do not want that. Uh, get that away. Get that crap away from me. Your body tells you as a simple circuit, off, on, open, closed, yes, no. So... Uh, but we don't want to necessarily, we don't know always how to deal with deep emotional pain from the past and things that have perplexed us, things that have followed us around. Like, like, uh, I'm 41. My mom still corrects my spelling. That's a great root chakra, first chakra thing, because root chakra is about, not my spelling, sorry, my grammar. If we talk on the phone, she'll correct me. And I'm a 41 because she's like, it's, she's a teacher and she's, you know, got all this stuff in Gemini. And so she's, you know, anyway, <laughs> and, uh, it, it, and she's got Sun Uranus in Gemini. So she's like, it's like eagle ears. <laughs> it's like eagle eye, eagle ears for things that are not grammatically correct. But like, I've also studied, um, the evolution of language, a history of English, uh, at, you know, in linguistics. And so like, I don't hold it as sacred 
to maintain the rules that come down to me from 1890s English grammar textbooks, whatever. So, so anyway, so I'm 41, but I'm still annoyed that she corrects me. So that's a root chakra issue. You know, she, she's correct, you know, because I, you know, it's family stuff and then family history stuff and the foundational stuff. And that would have started when I was like talking. As soon as I started talking, she would have started correcting me. So that's a root chakra issue. So, um, you know, we don't know how to deal with some of these things that are confusing. Because if I just, like with that example or any other example, if I just get annoyed or frustrated or angry, um, there's no way I can actually deal with it. So why would I want to keep getting annoyed, frustrated, and angry by things I can't resolve? So we leave our bodies. We check out. We stare at this video game. We, um, you know, whatever. We, we, we have all these diversions. At other shows, I've talked about um, Neptunian diversions and distractions, some of which can become kind of compulsive or addictive behaviors, um, but we don't want to be in our bodies. So I'm trying to get you to be in your body so you can be grounded. Um, so to come back to Mary's, Mary's question, how does that whole lower chakra thing relate to the upper chakra thing? You can get your sixth chakra open. You can get information from anywhere. But think about, think about an antenna that's kind of um, floating in the sky subject to the whims of the wind versus an antenna that's, you know, uh, on a tower that is big at the bottom and it tapers up, but it's sturdy, it's reinforced, it's structured. So you can get intuitive information, you can get insight, you can pick, you can cherry pick details out of the air and you will look psychic. But if you're not grounded, you don't have an intention. You may not be serving the person you're asking for information about. You might not pick up that this thing I can see would be irresponsible to tell that person. You don't know because your body isn't resonating truth or not truth. Your body itself, your awareness of who you are, is if you're in your sixth chakra and not in your body, you are up in your head. That's where the brain is. You're, not, you're in your mind. You know, You are allowing your brain to be dictator for life, and you're like failing – you know, not to pick on you, but you're, you know, insert your name here, not to pick on you or, or beat you up, but like you would be failing the whole grounding. You wouldn't be grounded. So I can open my sixth chakra, as can Mary, as can any of you, and you can get information. But if you're not in your body, if, you're, if your foundation, your first, second, and third chakras are not clear and, and in a process of getting clearer, you won't know how to interpret what you hear. You won't be able to discern the level of truthiness. <laughs> you know, is this true or is this just a fact? Is this something helpful to the person? Because if I'm going to give you an intuitive reading, which I do for people constantly, and if I'm not in my body, if I'm not in my lower chakras and grounded, and I'm not letting the tiger iron that I work with on a daily basis do its job, and, you know, if I'm not, for example, like, like the thing with my mom correcting my grammar, it's actually not really a big deal. It's like, as I'm talking about it, I'm realizing that it's actually not unresolved for me. It's like, I'm able to observe it with some amusement and I can receive her thing. I just, I actually get clever about rephrasing something before I say it. And that way I can avoid being corrected. And that, and that started when I was about eight years old. But anyway, so I do that to avoid the conflict with it, but it's, it's not really unresolved for me, but there are other things, you know, that may be unresolved for me. If I don't deal with them, can't be in that lower chakra, not on my body. So when I'm in a, a reading for somebody, you know, I might say my intention is to bring through your information for your highest good, but I might get other information because if I'm not able to discern the frequency, the goodness or badness of what's coming through, 
I may hear some unprocessed dead person who's just a spirit floating around and think it's your guide because I could hear it. So it's like untethered. Therefore, you can't be intentional. Therefore, you can't have the compassionate, loving, grounded approach that's focused on your highest good. I wouldn't be able to have that. So, um, so that's kind of why it's important. How it actually works is when your sixth – so that's kind of part A for Mary. Part B, when your sixth chakra is open and you are not grounded – you're getting all kinds of information. As I said, you can't discern if it's good or bad, healthy or unhealthy, you know, helpful or not helpful, you know, useful or not useful. And because um, you may get information in your sixth chakra, your intuition, your third eye, that doesn't serve the client. That's entirely possible. But if you're grounded in your body and focused, you're able to, to weed things through and sense the vibration. Is this something I should tell that person? Like, for example, the person might say, I really need to work on this issue with, you know, my partner. But, you, you know, and that person is, that's what the person is paying you to do. But you're getting information about little snippets of other things because they're in the air. You know, you're getting information about some childhood situation that is, in fact, not relevant. If you're not in your body, you're not focused. So how it actually works is you're found, you know, you work on first, second, for, oh, let me just do this. I don't know if I said this, but first chakra issues is like family history it's like society and clan and nation and community, the kind of things that kind of the, 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 the intellectual, psychological, emotional, spiritual, religious, political, uh, weather and climate into which you're born. Like basically before you even know that you are you, <laughs> you are surrounded by certain energies. A lot of root chakra stuff is described by that. So like if somebody in your family is patriotic, for example, or if somebody in your family is uh, anti-patriotic, that's going to be in your root chakra because you were kind of born into this climate and weather with, before you even were aware of it. Your soul has asked these pe- have asked these people to uh, help you with one version of what it's like to be human because souls know that human baby selves are helpless and clueless. So, so the root chakra is kind of like the soul reflecting the soul saying, I need some kind of instruction about how to be a person before I know any better because souls know that human – Babies, human, you know, human animal babies are born helpless and clueless and don't, you know, can't figure things out. So I need to be trained. So here's the training. That's a lot of the root chakra. Second chakra um, gets activated maybe around, uh, you know, seven years old, something like that. When you start creating relationships outside the home, you start seeing yourself in terms of others to whom you're not related. So second chakra is about relationships and give and take. The sharing chakra is sometimes what Jehudi calls it and being able to receive reflection from others. And it is about creativity and ultimately it is about sexuality, the kind of creative process with others and how you know creativity is in fact a response to stimulus. So it's kind of like a lot of the being stimulated by outs by external stimuli chakra whether it's people or inspiration about ideas or creativity and then the third chakra is a uh, self-definition personal power so when you get one of these tiger iron stones as mary has you get dragged well it's a good process don't let that put you off but you get taken down into whatever in your first and second chakra might be out of balance so maybe you start having dreams about a family member who passed away a long time ago and you're not processed with. Maybe you become aware of certain things and that would be a root chakra thing. Maybe you are um, 
become aware of something in your present relationship that's unfair or something from the past that was unfair that you never were able to articulate. You know, maybe you become aware of subtle dynamics in your relationships of all kinds. Like, wait a minute. I always let this person interrupt me. So I never finish my thought. You know, little things that seem subtle but add up over time. Anyway, you become aware of those things and, ha- and, and have the opportunity and this is why I give instructions with the stones, <laughs> because you might not realize what's happening. But if you know you listen to what Jehudi says and you read the things that I've written, and there's also a 10-page channeled PDF from him about these things uh, on on the crystals page on my site. Um, so anyway, he's really big on giving, and I am too, giving you instructions so you know what to do. But if you start to work through those issues with first and second chakra, then your third chakra is more free for you to define who you are, for you to decide what's best for you. And here's the thing. There's another integral part of this process. The third chakra is where, um, like the, the, the root chakra is where you say yes and no to cultural attitudes and family, uh, family influences. The second chakra would be where you'd say yes and no to an individual in your life. The third chakra, solar plexus is where you say yes and no to you. Like if you say in order to respect myself, I have to, you know, operate myself in a certain way with this person. I have to be clear about my boundary, whatever it is. That's a third chakra proactive affirmative decision. It's a wonderful thing. That's third chakra. So you have to wade through garbage or stuff you're carrying forward from the lower two chakras in order to activate the personal power of the third chakra. That brings the ability to focus. Because because if you're not processed on those lower chakra things and you're not activating that third chakra, yes and no, on my own behalf and my own self-interest, then what you're, you're vibrating is, uh, you know, somebody in my family is a racist and I hate that. Or, gosh, one of my parents never spoke up for him or herself. Or, uh, I don't like how my grandmother treated my mom. Like, I actually have that. You know, so like, so like you're vibrating that. So you might say – Here's my wonderful intention for my life, but if you're vibrating, I don't understand why my mom was like this, or gosh, I don't like the way my sister treated me. If you're not processed on those lower two chakras, you can't develop a really affirmative, wonderful, vibratory state of the third chakra that says yes and no to the universe on your own behalf, empowered. So so it's like the sixth chakra can work wonderfully in an untethered way, but you don't want that. You don't want to be flighty. You don't want to be absent-minded. You don't want to make assumptions. You don't want to – you want to be able to interpret the subtle energies you're sensing, and that's why this whole grounding thing is so critical. So, Mary, I hope that that's helpful. I realize it might be more answer than you expected, but that's that's like the that's like a, a robust answer even though I'm running out of time here on the show. So thank you again for writing. And again, you can write me with questions at tom at tdjacobs.com. Um, and the last thing to say is uh, if you want to help keep uh, the show going, um, you can send some cash to support the show. I always appreciate all donations. And you can do that through uh, tdjacobs.com or just log into PayPal and you can send it to me at tom at tdjacobs.com. That's the address. All donations are appreciated and it does cost money, time, and energy to the show. And, and as it is, uh, practically nothing comes in and I'm just asking for your support. And uh, I ask on every show, but I'm asking again today. So thanks for joining me. I'll be live next week with a very important announcement that will change everything going forward, literally. Okay, thanks a lot, and you can look me up at tdjacobs.com. Have a great week. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. 
Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com. 